lie that our next guest is a very special one and my all-time favorite co-star. <laughs> this Sunday night, we'll be staying up past his bedtime to make him watch his film debut in Fit for Christmas. Take a look. Have you met my grandson, Elvis? Hi. Hi, Elvis. You're adorable. Do you want one? He got it. <laughs> <laughs> Now back to the Pete McMurray Show. Here's Pete and Lisa. You can see our next guest weekdays as co-host of The Talk on CBS. She is a New York Times best-selling author. She has a new children's book out called Tell Me Your Dreams. This song from her Spotify playlist. Let's say hello to Amanda Klutz. How are you? <laughs> Hi, it's one of my favorite songs ever. Thanks for having me. Who doesn't love Janet Jackson? I mean, come on. There's a problem. Right. Like, that song was just making us all jam, and we only heard 10 seconds of it, and I'm already in a better mood. Right. Yep. See, that's what music does. It uh, lifts your spirit. Let's talk about Elvis for a second. I want to know who his agent is, because the kid's a star. <laughs> So far, his agent is me. So uh, we'll see if anything changes. But I know he's a little, he's a little, he's a star and he inspires my life every single day. I mean, he's been in a movie. He's been on television. He's been on your show. It's so funny how we just bring our kids into our lives. Isn't oh, it? yeah. And now he has a book, which is hilarious. I dropped him off at preschool last week with his book. And I said, <laughs> Read, read the book to, with your class. I said, that's you. <laughs> that is like the biggest show and tell flex ever. Right. Like uh, you're bringing in your pet turtle. I have a book. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. I'm spoiling him at a young age. <laughs> that is so funny. Good for you for doing this because we all remember those moments with our kids uh, as they're growing up in the nighttime routine. You actually put together a picture book, which is smart. Yes. You know, thank you for saying that. It's so funny. I think as parents, we do. We do these things and it becomes like a little routine, but then we forget about them. Because a new routine comes in and and life happens. And it's so funny that you said that because just the other day I was like, gosh, I'm so grateful for this book because it, it captured this time in Elvis and I's life that I don't ever want to forget what we did at that time. And now I don't have to. And it was so it was like this little like time capsule that I have now. It's so wonderful. Is he an only He's an only. Okay, that's the thing. I come from a very large family. My mother couldn't even find a baby picture of myself. <laughs> I, I do too. I There's have, there five kids in my family. That's so right. Yeah. Well, where are you in the uh, in the line of the five? I was the baby until my little sister was a surprise oh. seven years after me. So it was actually okay. I got the best of both worlds. I yeah. got the best of being the baby, and then I got to have a baby sister. Are you still close with everybody? So close. We're we're best friends, all of us. Isn't, yeah. isn't that the way it should be? I mean, I always grew up with, you know, and Lisa, you're the same way. You're very close with your family. This is the norm, but it's not the norm when you look out there. Right. I know. And it's so sad whenever I hear like, you know, families that don't get along or brothers and sisters that are estranged. I'm always like, oh, gosh, try, try to get, try to try to mend those wounds because I know, I don't know what I would be without my siblings. And especially my mom and dad, of course, like we're just, we're a team, you know, we're, I don't know what I would do without them. And Lisa, what would we do without the impersonation of your mother with the Minnesota accent? Listen, 
Don't mock me or my mom or my Midwestern <laughs> accent. Okay? Oh, it's intense. That's, that's really good. <laughs> I, I Before Pete got in there, I was thinking about the beauty of routines and how we often think as adults that only kids need a routine for bedtime. And we often forget that routines are also very settling for adults. It kind of anchors you in this crazy world, our days can look different from 6 a.m. until 9 p.m., but we could always make that bedtime routine the same for ourselves. Yeah. I think it's important to kind of just remind all of us it's good for everyone. You know, I, I've i never even thought of it that way, but of course, that makes so much sense. Like, why why do we stop giving up the bedtime routine? <laughs> like, Well, and think of how many adults struggle with sleep. It's so true. And like why adults like, you know, our routine with Elvis is we sit in the rocking chair, we say our prayers, we sing songs. And then I tell him his dream like that. I would love somebody to do that. To right. <laughs> right. right. How comforting. Oh, hold me and give me kisses. And right. I'll tell my wife, just rub my head. What are you talking about? That'll be the next book. Yes. How did Elvis get his name, by the way? He got his name because my late husband was such a lover of music. And when we found out we were having a boy, I started, you know, doing the whole Google search of all the baby names. And I just couldn't attach myself to any of the names I was seeing. And so then I was like, well, what about musicians? You love music. Like what, you know, what could we like pull from there? And I thought of Elvis and I loved it right away. And he was like, no, no, (laughs) because everyone's going to think this was my idea because I love music so much. And everyone's going to ask us if we're huge Elvis Presley fans. And I was like, who cares? Elvis Presley's awesome. And also, no, they won't. Once somebody has a name, it just becomes their name. And then they inherit that name and it becomes their personality. And I was like, I love it. And I wouldn't let go of this name. And then finally, like almost right before he was born, he was like, you're right. That's his name. I just had to fight you this whole time (laughs) for it. And I was like, oh, my gosh. (laughs) What a story with your uh, husband that passed away, Nick. I remember reading about this story, your husband, Nick Cordero, in the thick of the pandemic, how he passed away from COVID-19 related complications. I mean, it's just crazy, this whole story. I know it it really is. And I'll tell you what, you guys, right now, like these days, end of March, April, everything is so ingrained in my head as to like what happened on that day that these days are actually, they're really hard for me. And ironically, three years ago today, Um, he had survived. He had died on the table and they resuscitated him and they put him on ECMO. And it was kind of like the start of the really, really long, hard battle that we had. And that was three years ago today. And it's just, you know, I don't know. I I do this a lot. Like I mark days in my head and then I'm like a year ago today or two years ago today. And, um, you know, it's just, it's crazy what, how life can change and how, you know, this this book was inspired by Elvis, but also by just trying to always keep Nick alive in our house and and his memory alive and trying to give Elvis memories about Nick. So, you know, just it's a weird, weird sequence of timing that like three years later, I'm, you know, talking to you about this book today. But three years ago, our life was so different. You know, I mean, it's just wild. Isn't it crazy how life can change at an instant? I mean, in an instant, yeah. And you wrote the book uh, "Live Your Life," which was a New York Times bestseller. Then you get the job on the talk on CBS. Yeah. 
I mean, yeah. the turnaround, God's got a plan for all of us. Oh, Mike, it was, it was I like I won the lottery. I mean, that was just like God being like, okay, we're gonna, I'm going to take care of you. I got you. Like, I mean, it's the best job in the entire world. I have this family that I get to go to every day and I get to have, you know, so much fun and laugh and we just all really love each other over there. And it's, and I get to meet like people that I've watched and listened to and followed for years. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's wild. It's crazy. Like the other day on the show, we had Alan Ruck and Ah, yeah. And I I said, I grew up watching Ferris Bueller's day off. Like (laughs) my brother was obsessed with this movie and I looked at him and I was like, the fact that I'm sitting next to you interviewing you right now is like, it's kind of blowing my mind. <laughs> and he's so nice. He's, he's so just... nice. And he's from Ohio. So we were bonding over being from Ohio. And I was just like, that's crazy. Jerry O'Connell. Can we talk about Jerry for a second? And I can say this yeah. because he's been on the show many times. I want to grow up to be Jerry O'Connell. Married <laughs> to a supermodel. Doesn't have a worry in the world. How do you get a word in? The guy never stops talking. I love him, but he never stops talking. I know. I, um, you know, and I've been lucky to know Jerry for a while. We did a Broadway show at Lincoln Center together. And um, so I, by the time he came on the talk, I was like, I was like, Jerry, oh my gosh, buddy. crazy. Yeah, buddy. Um, I love the guy. <laughs> He's the nicest, kindest human in the entire world. He doesn't have a bad bone in his body. And I'm, I'm so lucky to get to work with him every day. We just talked about two big celebs and you're a pretty big celeb too. And everyone has been kind and gracious. What happened to the like <laughs> diva attitude and the bad people yeah. in the industry? Where are I, they hiding? I don't know. Where are they hiding? I'm not sure. I haven't come across one yet, to be honest. I, I yeah, everybody's been really nice in Hollywood. I mean, <laughs> Natalie Morales, salt of the earth. Now, now there's a bad name. If we want to talk about somebody, (laughs) she's never upset one person in her entire life. It's just crazy. I know. I love her. Uh, Yeah, I'm telling you, we have a great group. I'm the luckiest. I get to. I I won the job lottery. We got to talk about Dancing with the Stars. When you did that, what did you finish in third or fourth place? I was in fourth place. I made it to the finale, though, which was my goal. I just wanted to get to that finale show and do all the dances that I was set out to do. I was so happy. So, yes. My wife loves it. You were on with an NBA star and a Peloton instructor, right? Yes, Cody Gregsby. <laughs> you know, it's crazy. They, they, it's amazing. The casting department there, they really bring uh, from all walks of life to that show, from all experience. And you just never know who's going to win, win the show. You know, I mean, like the, the fact that Iman Schubert won, who is a uh, NBA basketball star, I mean, and he rightfully should have won. He was amazing. I mean, it's so cool. I, I, I have loved every part of that show and that family. And I was so grateful that I got to do that job. Could you dance before Dancing with the Stars? Yes, I was on Broadway for um, 16 years. So I had done musical theater dance. Damn, you got rhythm. It's nothing like ballroom dance. It's the complete opposite of ballroom dance. I had to unlearn a lot of things and... Um, because of my height on Broadway, I never danced with people. I was always just <laughs> dancing on my own. So to be partnered with somebody and have to learn how to dance with a man 
and do lifts and all that stuff. That was like a whole new world for me. So it was um, it was really fun, though. Well, but good- definitely with your experience, at least you knew how to um, be in a rehearsal and how to learn the steps. You know, that's a huge part of the battle is just learning the language of a dance rehearsal yes. and choreography. It's just so different for anyone who has never done it. Yeah. Yeah. It. I mean, and I love rehearsals like I love rehearsing. Uh. So- I would I would stay in rehearsal when they said like your time is up. I would be like, isn't there somewhere else we could go? <laughs> well, and isn't rehearsal often way? It's just somehow more fun sometimes than the actual performance. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because it, you're not the pressure isn't there. You don't have people watching you and judging you, and you know you can mess up and laugh and. Right. I I would do that show again in a heartbeat if I could. Well, congratulations on your success. You can see her on the talk weekdays. Tell me your dreams is the name of her new children's book. Amanda Klutz. She's got a big, beautiful. She's on Zoom right now and she's showing us the book. Good for you. Wow. (laughs) Thank you so much. I appreciate it, guys. Bye bye. More of the Pete McMurray show next.